oftentimes in life, circumstances require being viewed from alternate perspectives in order to gain new insights and awareness around them. Like stepping back from a painting of little shaded squares until it reveals the clear intended picture. Welcome to Pixelated Perspectives, the podcast intended to offer new perspectives into your health and overall well-being, explained through the lens of German New Medicine. I'm your host, Tanya Verquin. I'm an artist, family woman, and nature and life enthusiast. So let's get into it. Yeah, this is really exciting. Welcome to Pixelated Perspectives Podcast. My name is Tanya Verquin, and I really want to thank you for taking the time to tune in. I'm really excited to be speaking with Brittany and Jamie from the Sacred Resistance Podcast today. Um, This brilliant husband and wife team brings such important conversations and topics to the forefront. They've interviewed countless of incredible people that truly contribute to the lives of those who recognize the need to step out of the strongholds of the corrupt systems and organizations and instead really just power others to ways of living a more sovereign life. And, you know, I personally value your guys's podcast so much because there's not only the conversations around the current issues that we all face in today's society, but there's also solutions right? Like you guys always offer solutions on your podcast, which is huge. But I wanted to bring you guys on just to highlight your story and and talk about your journey through specifically the last few years and just what it's been like to, you know, overcome the challenges and and adapt and navigate through life while raising young boys and, and just all of the things. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for the work you guys do, first of all, and, and thanks for joining me here, too. It's it's just a pleasure to connect with you guys. Well, thank you. Wow, yeah. that's uh, those are very kind words. Thank yeah, you very thank much. You very we really appreciate much. that. Um, we, we were lucky enough to have you on our podcast and so thankful um, how we found you, Tanya, and I think I told you this before, was uh, we listened to Jason Kristoff's podcast with you and I was like I gotta have her on her podcast because I was just diving into GNM and mm. um, and it's become an obsession of mine now. <laughs> yeah yeah she is really obsessed with German yeah, medicine that's her constantly trying to figure out I'm like okay this is happening why and digging yeah. in so I I yeah. thank you for what you offer too and just love love listening to your podcast as well yeah yeah for sure oh thank you it's amazing how how podcasts have really connected people it just yeah. it's yeah. in ways that I I haven't when I first started the podcast I didn't even consider the things about connecting to others I knew that I was going to have people on and everything but the the way the connections happen are just amazing yeah yeah totally right yeah it's yeah. someone came on our podcast and said it's like we're like mycelium just finding each other like like the, mm. yeah, yeah and I I really like that but yeah. uh yeah sorry you I think you asked us how we started sacred resistance or what, what yeah let's let's talk about the origin of sacred resistance and okay, okay. Yeah. well we're basically we're freedom-based that above and beyond all else, freedom is the most important thing to us, bar none, uh, and for our kids and for our kids' kids and the way the world's going. Freedom is what matters most. Um, and we basically saw the writing on the wall a long time ago. I mean, we've been diving down rabbit holes 
for the last 10 years, but she got stuck on German new medicine for sure. And is staying in this rabbit hole. Cause it's like, it just, it's, it's the, it was like the last puzzle piece. I was like, okay, this is what's going to help us going further. Like right. let's, I don't want to get doom and gloom, but if things were to escalate and things were, we weren't, we are, I already don't feel welcomed in the hospitals or in going into the doctor's office. So I feel like um, German New Medicine is the answer for people who, well, for people who want to take radical responsibility of their health and their life. Mm -hmm. And that was our big wake up call too. over 10 years ago was we started learning about what a GMO was and um, a genetically modified organism. And we were like, oh, my gosh, if the government is allowing this in our food, like poisoning Mm -hmm. our food, what else are they doing? Mm -hmm. And so we we changed our lifestyle radically. We we went through our cupboards, through our fridge. Like we literally like got like like just donated all the stuff that we could and then threw out a ton of food that were like, this is, this is poison. This is poison. This is poison. And then we're like, like no one else is going to help fix us. We've got to be the ones that take that radical responsibility. And we, we took it so far, like um, Jamie's health wasn't great. And we're like, we need to, we need to shake things up. So that's kind of how we started going down the different rabbit holes. And then I think the big one was um, when our our first son was born, um, he was scheduled routine, you know, typical checkup. I don't know what I can say. I don't want to say the wrong thing on your podcast and it get flagged, but our, ours are all flagged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was scheduled for his pokes and the night before we had just started learning about it. And the night before I like, I, I was just like conflicted and I have a cousin who was um, severely injured from her childhood uh, vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Something inside of me is telling me not to do this. And I just remember sitting at the kitchen table crying and I started doing research. And anyways, long story short, I woke up the next morning and I canceled the appointment and I don't look back. I don't look back for a second because like my kids, my kids are, I just am so thankful. I feel like we dodged a bullet, especially yeah. with our second mm-hmm. one. We did have some health problems. Yeah. And I feel like if we would have on top of his existing health problems would have like poisoned him even more, it would have been really bad. And he would have been probably one of the statistics and he already had gut issues. And anyhow, long, I'm going on a tangent now, but um, finding German new medicine was kind of like something just clicked because I had, we had changed our lifestyle. We had changed our diet. We had changed, we eliminated most sugars. We like were eating organically and um, doing the best we could, but we still had ailments here and there and we still had sicknesses and just a whole paradigm shift happened. And I was like, okay, well, what else is going on? And yeah, that's the big one is is what Mm -hmm. else are they lying to us about? Because uh, I take it all the way with everything. I take it all the way back to the beginning because when we learned about GMOs and how it's such a corrupt system between the pharmaceutical industry and the the medical industrial complex it's mm-hmm. a revolving door how they want to keep you sick they want to keep you customers forever they're selling you poison food to keep you sick they're selling you poison medicine to keep you sick so that you keep coming back and i decided to start looking into other aspects of life and realized that it's all like that from the top mm-hmm. down it's these elites are using us as the in a sick chess game where they're pawns and they want to keep us sick and addicted and just feeling shitty and like 
harvesting our negative energy basically to mm-hmm. to profit for their own gain and it's so so disgusting and it's like that across the board it's not just with health it's like it's like that with the military it's like that with it's everything mm-hmm. it's everything it's, yeah. it's a disgusting corrupt system from the top down yeah and, and so i definitely feel like then of course it was such a natural progression then to start your podcast because there yeah. were things you needed to bring out yeah exactly. I remember- not, I'm not an expert on anything, but that's why I like talking to experts on things because like, for instance, we had Matt Landman on, which was one of my favorite podcasts because he made the, the documentary Franken's guys, which is all about the chemtrails uh, and things like that. And he's researched he for, for decades on this stuff. So just to talk to a guy like that and just like, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It is just mind blowing how it's all connected. Yeah. yeah, I remember it was about a decade. Well, it was a little bit over a decade ago when I was first woken up to the medical system and how it was so corrupt, because that was when I first learning learned about Germanic new medicine. And and so, you know, I kind of just left it at I was like, Brittany just got into the rabbit hole and I was just so consumed by, you know, learning about the biology of the body and, and living in alignment to the laws of nature. And then it was only like probably 2020 where everything came crashing down at once on me. And I was just like, this is all like, I did not know. I thought it was just the medical system, but you're, you're right. It was just everything. And do you guys ever feel like, because your boys are pretty young still. So, but you have to have conversations with them, right? Like, um, do you find that they, they're totally, they want to hear and they soak up every word you're saying, or because I'm just what I'm trying to get at is my girls are older, like they're teenagers. And whenever I bring up things like, oh, corruption, and they just don't want it. Like they, they yeah. put their hand up and yeah. they're like, no, like we know, we know it all, but we don't like, we don't want to talk about it. Like, and I'm just yeah. wondering, how do you guys approach that with, with your boys or, and what are they well, like? How do they receive yeah. that? We well, have created um completely uh, I, ungovernable yeah. <laughs> um yeah I, I agree with you though the older kids are like they're we comfortable have, we in, have two older kids too, yeah Danielle. got a 20 year old about turning 18 and so then and we have the two younger ones okay. but like the two older ones they don't want to hear because they're comfortable in their social media like we uh, i wish i could go back in time and not have given them phones yeah it's oh, like too. all other kids their age right they're they're into their social media it's their life it's yeah. it's everything and I wish it wasn't. We didn't know better then. Yeah. And we know better now. And when you yeah. know better, you can do better. Yeah. And I feel like like with our kids, like we're really trying to limit the Wi-Fi in the house and we turn it off when we're not using yeah. it. Um, and but honestly, if we could go back and change one thing, it would be that we they have phones that are just talking text. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason we got the phones for the older two were because we both worked at the time full time. The kids were in school yeah. and mm-hmm. um it's a convenience thing. It's easy yeah. to justify, you know, getting yeah. your kids' phones because yeah. of absolutely this. for sure, for safety, for everything. Mm-hmm. But now that we know what we know, the two younger kids are it's a completely different way that we're that we're raising them and and by the time they're old enough to be involved in social media and have and phones and whatnot i really don't think they're gonna have that want like like yeah because we're teaching them how you know we're teaching them things we're teaching them mm-hmm. we hope so anyway we hope so anyway yeah, yeah like we we homeschool we homestead we do so i don't know how so we moved out of the city a couple a few years ago once the shit hit the fan with COVID. Mm-hmm. We, got out of there we sold our house we bought land up here built a house homeschooling homesteading kind of trying to get completely off grid 
as off-grid as possible. I mean, right. like I, we've got big plans for root cellars and all sorts of other things, but we've got a big garden, we've got acreage, we've got hunting grounds, we've got uh, we've got the means almost to be off-grid totally, and we're we're getting love it. it. Yeah, yeah, we're not. That's quite amazing. Good, yeah, that's yeah, our goal. <laughs> but I love that you guys seen the you recognize the need for that. And for yeah. sure. did you guys ever consider just moving out of the country like to Mexico? <laughs> if, Definitely. Yeah, if we didn't have two older kids, we probably would be there. Right? Yeah. I will say that, that what we've created here is amazing. Like we've yeah. now we've got a network of people up here that we're trading, like farmers and, and I mean what we've created here, we've got a community of like-minded people, like what people talk about creating freedom cells and like mm-hmm. organizations of people that are like-minded and we can, we can get together and trade with once the internet goes down or whatever. We're, we're, we're creating that here and it's, right. it's an amazing thing. Yeah. Yeah. The community. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Community, I think is really important. Um, like online community has been fantastic. Like having the podcast, meeting different people online. And Mm -hmm. as I'm sure, you know, you, you just connect with people easily because people are looking for like-minded people. Mm -hmm. And then you connect with these amazing people. And like, we've connected with people in South Africa and all over the United States, Mexico, um, all over the place, Europe. Um, But it's really important if there's one message I can get across for everybody is like really try to find your community locally, because I think that is vital to have people that if, if you need to, like not again, not to get too doom doom and gloom, but just to talk to for one, but be come, come if there's food shortages that you've got each other and you're able to do your gardening and um, every, so many people up here have big gardens and it'd be nice to like be able to trade with each other and just have that, have that, um, like, uh, group of, yeah of solid, like-minded For people sure. is really important. So if people can find their people, that's, that's like one of the biggest things I can recommend. Yeah. And I would mm-hmm. recommend, like, I've always said, you don't want to, you want to be where you want to end up when the shit actually hits the fan. Yeah. When the shit hits the fan, it's not time to start running then. Yeah. <laughs> get as prepared as you possibly can before that actually happens. Because, I mean, worst case scenario, getting out of the city, it's bottleneck. The roads are closed. You're not going anywhere. It's a matter. Yeah. Get your ducks in a row and try and get as close to ready as you can before it happens. So start now. Yeah. You know, don't wait till it's too late. That's such good advice. Absolutely. You know, even in terms of just going back to the German new medicine, Dr. Hammer said, learn it while you're healthy, because right. when, yeah. when you do get a diagnosis or something, then you're not in that mindset. You, you know, what's going on. So you've already prepared yourself. So it's the same thing really, isn't it? It's being, building a community that's, that's really living in accordance to natural law, because in nature, yeah. it's all about tribes. It's all about the community and the packs and the and the herds, that's where life survives and thrives. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. In a tribe. Yeah. In a tribe. The word tribe. And I mean, not to keep getting doom, not keep, not to keep bringing up when shit hits the fan. But this inner the internet friends that we've made are great and they're fantastic and, and everything. But once shit hits the fan, we're not connecting anymore. Like you right. need to get physical, hands-on connections with people. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like once you make that choice and you start doing the things too. So like you guys, you made the move and, and you're now in a different location, you, your mindset's there. And so your energy's there. And I think community happens almost naturally after that, like people, they just gravitate. That's what we've recognized too, is, well, we've always been in this 
little hamlet. It's Brule. It's about 20 minutes outside of the main town. And there's there's no service here at all. Like, obviously, there's internet service, but as far as amenities, there's nothing. So we have a garden and we have all this and our neighbors and community, like, everybody looks after each other so well if if i need eggs then i knock on my neighbor's door and vice versa it's just yeah. it just you feel safe so i feel like you know getting back to would we move elsewhere i think we definitely would and that's still an option but i think what people are really looking for is a sense of security and community so whether you move you would create that there and you yeah. have to, you know what you're doing is you created it where you you want to have foundation so and I think you're in a similar climate that we are in the winter months. It's really yeah. cold and, yeah. and snowy. And so the one as- positive aspect about if you were to go south to warmer weather, you could have your garden mm-hmm. all year round. You could, mm-hmm. you could do things that worked that, yeah. that we just didn't, weren't able to do up here. Yeah. I, right. I wonder though, like if there is any safe space to go anywhere, we thought like we're in a small town in the middle of bloody nowhere. Like we, we got out, we got away from the city. We're far away from everything. And we just found out that we're on the map of, of one of these prospect 15 minute smart cities. No like way. Our little yeah. town into a 15 minute city. Like what in the hell? They apply so that they can get millions of dollars. It's all by lottery at this point. And um, apparently they applied for this quite a while ago. So there's our group of people who are, who are, we've been working with, they're actually going to the city meeting just to talk to them and be like, okay, you got to divulge this information because this is huge. And when people apply, the people who, who get this granted means that that city's going to get $5 million dollars. And it's, they're going to change. Like we have, a, we're in rural, rural city too. Like we have a grocery store that has, that has the necessities, but like we have to go 45 minutes to get to the big town. Yeah. yeah we're a small like, town. We've got, yeah. a, we've got a grocery store, a gas station, a post office and a liquor store. Like yeah. that's about it. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And a drug store. Yeah. <laughs> the necessities. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's just interesting, but we're, we're, we're kind of, take it day by day. And I think a big, Jamie's been great at this aspect of it. Like he used to dive down many different rabbit holes all the time. And then he's like, you know what, we're here, we're setting up, we're getting our lives ready. He's like, I'm taking a step back from the, what do you call it? The 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 fear porn or the the doom scrolling. scrolling. Yeah. 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 Because at this point, it's like, I know what's, I know what they're up to. I know what they're trying to do to us. And the most important thing to do now is get ready, get as ready as possible. And you can Mm -hmm. waste hours a day doom scrolling, or you can spend hours a day getting ready, building your garden, building this building, doing whatever you can to prepare, researching on things that you can, you know, how to, whatever, for people that don't know how to hunt, how to skin a deer, how to gut it, how to do all these things. You can spend hours on YouTube freaking yourself out, or you can spend hours on YouTube learning how you're going to survive. Like yeah, exactly. Skills. Yeah. Yeah. Like I dip my toes in both sides just so I like, I know what's up. Like you wouldn't have known about the 15 minute city. No, I wouldn't have had a clue if you didn't come and tell me about it because I don't don't look anymore. But yeah, but I think that um, like honing in on skills and also like working on your own inner work and healing work is really important. And I think was that that's really in alignment with um german new medicine as well like the more we heal or every time we have a sickness i think is an invitation for a type of healing and it's Mm -hmm. like 
whatever you're going through, it's like, okay, what is my body trying to to tell me? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, and that I know. And I, I just had an epiphany last night too. It's like the universe is so like mad. It's the mathematics. It's the wrong word, but the mathematics behind it is so unbelievable it's like so magical that it's like your kids ailments are even there to teach you something yeah absolutely absolutely it's crazy hey it's just so beyond our comprehension at times it's you just got to flow with it and and then recognize those you have moments of recognition and then sometimes when you're in the moment and there's symptoms all around and you're just lost you forget that there's always an emotional component and yeah it's wild for sure. I always, now I'm thinking back to childhood trauma about everything. Like, yeah. oh, my little back sore. Okay, what's going on there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm actually looking forward to Monday, Brittany, when, for our members call, because I like just getting into the whole asthma and oh, because yeah. the correlations, like, question. yeah, I, I really am interested in talking to you about it. And because um, there's always going to be tracks and those tracks are always stemmed from, you know, that original thing, but I don't want to get off topic. I just wanted to yeah. tell you, I'm excited about that call. So, yeah. Um, yeah. but also on that call, we're, we're having um, Rick Kohut join us and he's talking about food prep and, you know, oh, just cool. in community and, and getting ready and not, like not getting ready, but prepared, right. Preparedness and yeah. um, just the importance of when we're ready, as you were saying, Jamie, it helps you have less, um, it exposes you less to conflict shocks. You're less apt to having a conflict shock around, let's say not having enough food or not being, not knowing where to get it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because all, all of our so-called diseases and illnesses, they all stem from an unexpected conflict shock. And so yeah. the more prepared we are for anything, the less we will experience conflict shocks. I mean, we can't prevent right. us from experience in being caught off guard, but at least we're going to be more prepared. And so this is just another way of doing what we can do now so that we feel good. We we're in a good space and no matter where you are, you can do that. For sure. And, and knowing that they're like the government, their governments and these were knowing that their main weapon against us is like bullshit and fear. Then you can kind of just like, it can roll off a lot easier. You cannot be, you cannot give into fear. Yeah. You recognize their tactics so much easier. It's like you see the images on all the the media and in the newsprint and you're like, like, nice try. Like, it's almost laughable. It's it's so tragic. I like it's laughable, but it's almost not laughable because it's so tragic about what it actually is doing to people who don't understand it. Right. Like people feeding into that. When, when you recognize it, it's, it becomes like a joke. It's like, really? Yeah. You're, you're totally. using that again. Yeah. But yeah. I, I posted a meme the other day on my, on our Instagram and I just laughed. It's like things that never actually happened. And, but it was a picture of like the, in China, when like there was people in hazmat suits and people falling on the ground because they're dying of their sickness. Yeah. And I was like, how do people forget that? That's what they were scaring us with at the beginning. And that's why we locked down was yeah. because there were people in hazmat suits and that never happened. It's so, just insane. Yeah. It's really? like people, for, it's like the, people just are under a spell right now. Yeah. And yes. Like with so much stuff, and I really believe that there's mass a mass spell with mass formation, right? Well, no, like an actual like there's they've been put under yeah hypnosis or something. Mm -hmm. Um, and the world is so crazy, and I keep thinking I'm like, oh, this is gonna wake people up. Oh, this is (laughs) yeah. At this point, it's like wow, I'm disappointed in 
what I, who I thought was intelligent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You do see about where people's minds are. Just so much conditioning and brainwashing. It's just layers and layers deep. But at least, you know, each thing that we think, okay, this is going to wake people up. I think it does. It wakes up a lot of people. But, yes, I you know, so it's just too. a lot more, a lot more every time. So we're, I think we're moving in the right direction anyway. I think so too. Statistics are always lies. So we oh, really yeah. don't know, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's when you hear podcasts like your guys' and you and the guests you bring on, you realize there's so many more people that know what's going on than you originally thought. At least that's my, totally. like, when I started listening, yeah, I was just like, okay, I think we're good. I think, right. I think you're right about that. Like the, every step that in our direction that we would always, that we would think wakes people up, does wake people up. We just don't hear about it because yeah. they're right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. But even in our small town that we live in, like the amount of people that we've met that are awake, I'm like, if this many people are awake and are refusing the current propaganda, there, there's no way that they say how, how, how many people they say in Canada has gotten the jab. Oh, I don't know. Like, I forget the the number, but it was way high up there. I was like, there's no way that's accurate. Cause yeah. Well, yeah, and, and their their outlets, the radio, the TV, it's all the propaganda outlets. I mean, if that's what you're listening to, because remember the trucker convoy in Canada that happened? A lot of people in our small town supported that. Mm-hmm. And then I heard the mayor of our small town on the radio saying that nobody supports that. And I'm like, you're full of shit. Everybody I know supports that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Know? Yeah. They, they cover up what they can, don't they? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But do you find still that when you bring up the whole topic of freedom, do you find that it's still kind of a like yeah. a touchy area? Because I still feel like people have fear around that yeah. word. They don't yeah. want to get into it. Freedoms, I think, because cancel culture has gotten so prevalent. And if you if you tote yourself as patriot or freedom loving, um, and I'm talking when I say freedom, I'm talking like sovereignty, like spiritual freedom, um, mm-hmm. health, freedom, um, freedom to think my own thoughts, freedom. Like there's so much more than just like rah, rah, Canada, freedom, like which I I that I'm not to dis disregard that. But I think because so many people have are scared to speak out on anything because they're going to get canceled or get labeled a white supremacist or get labeled right. racist. And, and like, like it, it's, it's kind of funny now because the people that are getting labeled that are of color, even like my dad, for instance, got labeled white supremacist and he's half Japanese and his parents went to, or his dad went to internment camp in Canada during world war two, because he was Japanese and their family, like their family lost everything. And then fast forward 40 years or whatever, 50, I can't, anyhow, I fast forward and now he's being, being called a, a white supremacist. And we just, we laugh at it now. We're like, they're calling anybody that name if right. they, if they're not toting the narrative. Yeah. And I, we have a, a friend who's half black and the same thing. He was yeah. like, I'm getting called being called a white supremacist because I, I, I'm outspoken and I say things it's whatever they can do to cancel you. Mm-hmm. They're going to label you something. Mm-hmm. And, right. and I think people just need to be, be more brave and know that those labels aren't true that's another mm-hmm. part of be, about being free and being sovereign it's like people can call you these things yeah. but you know inside that that's not you that's not your truth you gotta have the the power to not give a shit what people think about you just live in your truth i mean i would never interrupt anyone's 
pursuit of happiness, the right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Everyone should have that. Freedom of speech, freedom of freedom to travel, freedom of move, freedom of everything across the board. As long as I'm not interrupting anyone's pursuit of happiness, I should be able to do what the hell I want. You know, mm-hmm. as long as I'm not directly stopping anyone from, I would never harm another person. I live my life based on the principles of karma and everything past that. I should be able to do whatever I want. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you feel like people are finding comfort still in having systems and corporations so-called looking after you, like in the tyranny that we recognize other people don't recognize it as tyranny, right. Yeah. And they almost recognize it as like this comfort, like mm-hmm. the government has me. So that all just kind of plays into this conversation, I think, is, yeah, although more and more people are waking up to that's not the truth, there's still a degree of comfort that I see people in, like, they just, they're happy to be where they are and ignorant. And I guess that was more just a statement and not a question. I I, I agree. I'm related to people like that. Yeah. And I think that there's so many people that, again, are comfortable and they don't want to take responsibility let alone radical responsibility mm-hmm. of their health, of their life. Um, mm-hmm. They're happy, happily going to their jobs. They're, you know, they're, you can think, it makes me think of the matrix, the movie, mm-hmm. the matrix, and yeah. everybody like going to their cubicles and tight punching in their nine to five. And um, most people just want to be sedated in that lifestyle. And yeah. Jason Kristoff talks about that all the time. People mm-hmm. were just, people want to be taken care of. Yeah. And then right. we, drink heavily on the weekend so that and then you're not feeling good and you gotta it's like this this cycle over and over again and we used to be a part of that cycle too it's For like sure. we worked hard and then the weekends came around and we drank and but i've been self-employed the whole time like i've yeah, always I've, i just can't wrap my head around that being taken care of idea i just that sounds disgusting to me yeah you know? yeah mm-hmm. like like, yeah, and it's a big turnoff too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have someone take care of me. And I don't know. I don't big know. Daddy. Big daddy government. Yeah, but yeah. a lot most, you know, a lot of people are like that. It's and the idea of pulling up your bootstraps and, and getting it your by yourself scares the hell out of people. I yeah. think that's where it mm-hmm. is. It scares the hell out of them. I can't yeah. do the whole lot of, I can't do it. Well, people- and it just for the conditioning, that's the mindset. Yeah. That, that the you propaganda self get alone and you know just all of it all of it yeah. back to the top-down corruption the whole loan everything all of it banking fractional reserve banking that's the oh yeah getting started all right <laughs> <laughs> oh man and then that kind of reminds me of when you're talking about like the loans and stuff my youngest is in grade 10 and do you remember the calm like class called calm career and life management Oh, yeah. Mine was CAP, Career and Personal Planning. Oh, okay. She just finished taking this stupid comm class, and it's just the most propaganda-filled class. And they were – one of her um, assignments was building out this budget, right, so that they could live a certain lifestyle and and what job would be efficient for them and what kind of loan would they take out. So it wasn't even like – could you start your own business? Could it was none. It was like, okay, this is what you have to do. You yeah. have to have a job. Then you have to get a loan to yeah. support your life. And, and it's just all this conditioning. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, let's just debunk this whole thing right here now. And of yeah. course, totally. so this is just an example of, oh, it's just so frustrating, but that you know, is, that's yeah, it is. And, but for her age, like 
it's social for her. This is like her social life and her friends. And she watched her older sister graduate and she just wants that. Right. And even like, she's got a couple more years. So, okay. But it's just still so like, I'm conflicted huge inside. And this is just something I have to deal with after grad. I'll probably have some symptoms to deal with but yeah. um, Yeah. I would but, recommend for all teenagers a book that I read called Rich Dad Poor Dad. It's one of the oh, greatest books I've ever yes. read. Yeah, it is an amazing book. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Have, Thanks for reminding me because yeah, I that is a good one to to get. They also have a kids version of that yeah. book or teen yeah. version. Rich Dad Poor Dad for teens. That's right, they do. It flips that whole narrative on its head. It's like yeah. this guy dropped out of high school and he's one of the richest people ever. And the guy who was super educated university professor was struggling to pay his bills. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah. starting companies at age like it's it's all oh they're feeding us such bullshit about how to just remain in their system yeah yeah exactly with your boys did they ever like the younger ones did they start in school and then you pulled yeah, them out so, or so um our our nine and a half year old he went to to distributed learning the first year um he did two days at school and then three days at home so it was like kind of like a hybrid school oh, yeah. and school and that was great because we, I didn't, I was overwhelmed. I had no idea like what to expect with the whole homeschool thing. I was like, this is a lot. And like our, our end goal was to homeschool, but I felt myself quite inadequate. And I think that this is common. And I think it's also bred in us to feel that way. Like, it, yeah. like if we have this way of feeling like with everything, I can't teach my kids. I can't, I can't, um, a doctor needs to tell me what is best for my kids. Like these are things, again, programs that we've been told that I myself had to unlearn. Now I have trust in our ability to teach our kids 100%. And I have trust that our bodies are taking care of ourselves 100% and doing the proper things. Um, so yeah, Finn went to school the first year. Um, and then did he go for kindergarten and grade one? I can't remember. Even for kindergarten and then like part of grade one. Okay. Yeah. And we actually, this, this actually is quite interesting. You might find from a German new medicine, German new medicine perspective. Um, we got stuck in a really bad storm in the summer in a wind storm in on the Shushuap Lake, not on the lake. We were, we had a little property up there that our trailer was parked and Jamie had gone down back down to the coast to get the big kids and was coming back up. So I was alone with the boys and my sister-in-law was there with her girls and we got stuck in this storm. It came fast and heavy and Finn was so scared. I think he thought that something was going to happen to me. And um, after that storm, like things were flying. I was like chucking things in the trailer just to like get them in there. And he was bawling. I was like, you just need to stay inside because mommy's just packing everything up. I'll, I'll be okay, but you need to just wait. And he's crying like, and obviously distraught. But at that moment, I had to pack everything up. And then afterwards- It was bad. When I came back, tents were in trees and stuff. Like, yeah, it like it was, it was insane. Um, mm-hmm. So that completely traumatized him. He's He's- amazing now and not mm-hmm. scared of anything uh other than my, <laughs> he's not scared of anything uh really but uh he anyways when school started that year I think it was either grade one or grade two and it was the same program two days at school three days at home he had severe separation anxiety from me like it was it was 
awful. And, and I was like, I said to Jamie, I was like, why are we doing this? What, like every morning was a fight. The two days that he went to school, not a fight, but just this traumatic, like anxious. And it mm-hmm. felt wrong inside to, to keep yeah. sending him. I'm like, why, I, yeah. why are we sending him? There? I already had nothing but hatred for the public education system anyways. And this was like a, a hybrid kind of yeah. thing. So it wasn't, wasn't nearly as bad, but I was already fully on board with getting the kids the hell out of the public brainwashing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that was our catalyst to completely pull him out. So after that happened, I, I actually took him to different people to help like completely heal the, the trauma. And thank goodness um, I was, I was savvy enough because it was, it was really hard on him and his little, his, he was like five at the time and his everything he thought he was going to lose me I think is what his, mm. his was so yeah. anytime he was away from me no matter where it was like even if it was like I was at the gym and he'd go to the daycare at the gym like that he'd have a hard time with that he's it took some time and I took him to a lady who did some energy work and stuff and that really helped him and then we we started doing deep breath and meditation at home and he's he's completely healed from that now, which I'm so thankful of, but that was our catalyst to pull him out of the public education system. And then it was tricky. I was like trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. And I really stressed myself out and I had, and I still have moments where I I'm, and I'm only sharing this because I think there's so many moms that are in the same boat because it normally is the mom doing it. The dad is working and the mom is staying home. And then I came across something called unschooling. Okay. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And I listened to um, Dana Martin. She's kind of like the pioneer in the unschooling world. I, I listened to her book. It's called Radical Unschooling. And I, that that name I liked because I was like, okay, I'm taking radical responsibility of my health. Like we're, we're radical. Like, yeah, like full yeah. on responsibility. Like, yeah, I am in control of my life. And like, it, right. it was kind of like a paradigm shift from homeschooling, how it was for me from from the alternative health world, the paradigm shift to the Germanic new medicine. Like right. I had like this whole paradigm shift. And what I took away from that, and then I started going, listening to other podcasts about it and reading books on it. It's like, we were so program to think that learning is only in school or at the table learning, but kids don't actually learn that much. If you think about it in those hours that they're at school, they're learning when they're playing, they're learning when they're engaged, they're learning when they're doing things that spark joy within them. Yeah. And our, our nine-year-old loves to build. He's not, he's not like, he has a little bit of, I, I'm dyslexic and I think that he has a little bit of that as well. But when he is engaged and into something, he thrives. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like you should see he's got more tools than probably the average grown up man who lives in the city. Does. He definitely does. I give him all my old tools. Yeah. And then whenever place. he, his birthday or Christmas comes around, he's asking for new tools and oh, like, scraps of wood. And, and he makes like, he's got little he's got boats in his boats and cars. He makes. Villages. These, yeah. and they're not like, like high quality, but like it gets him going. And he's like learning. Like we, yeah. I, we were somewhere yesterday. I'm, I'm starting to teach yoga in, in our town and we were somewhere and I couldn't get the lock. And he's like, mom, you need to do it like this. And he like told, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like he's like, you gotta keep it straight. <laughs> and and he's, he's like, if Jamie's not around, he's my go-to guy. I'm like, can you help me figure this out? Yeah. And so he's constantly learning basically. Like yes. he's, he's, he's a smart kid and he's learning all the time. And just to 
just to assume that they have to be sitting at a table with a teacher to learn is like that. That is oftentimes the worst learning environment yeah. because they're feeling forced into it. And when you, everybody knows when you're forced to do something, it sucks. When mm-hmm. you want to do something, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a huge paradigm shift, eye-opening experience for me with the whole unschooling because it was, and it wasn't like I wasn't teaching them stuff it's just I don't have to force them and whenever the kids are in the state of like I don't want to do this they're not learning anything so it's yeah. just me regurgitating information yeah. to them. now it's not to say so they have to read and write and do math and they're like they're we we have a little structure for that for sure there's times mm-hmm. when they have to do reading and writing and learn math and things like that but I mean public school a, a seven hour school day is filled with six hours of filler absolutely and, and propaganda and brainwashing yeah. yeah. So, so that, that was a liberating moment for me when I figured out the unschooling and just takes the pressure off, just like German new medicine takes mm-hmm. the pressure off. Yeah. Right. So for people who have children in the system and they're looking to pull them out, unschooling, is this for any age group? Like, could they go yeah, and look absolutely. this up? And Okay. And if someone is older, they actually recommend like for unschooling it's like you have to de-school yourself because like we okay. all have these programs running and they recommend doing nothing at the beginning like no school work at all like if you're going from from like let's say a high school age kid and you're you're going to unschool like just unplug from the system completely and then because so many people don't even know what they're really totally interested in right they haven't had the time to explore and then from there, you can kind of explore. And it is more like a hands-on parenting, like in, in a sense, because, or just having your kids with you through life, like life is constantly school. Like my kids are with me every time I go to the grocery grocery store, everything mm-hmm. I go to, like they are with me all the time. So they're constantly learning whatever it is that I, like they help me make lists at the gro- to go grocery shopping. So they're getting their writing in and you just have to be kind of creative and be like, and Finn also, he's, he's the nine and a half year old. He also like, he's really into baking right now. And I'm oh, like, I love that. If yeah. you can cook at, at bake at nine years old, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm letting him, he picks out recipes. He want like that. I probably wouldn't cook because or bake, because I don't, I always do try to make them a bit healthier, but I'm like, whatever you can, you can yeah. find what you want to make and it teaches you the tools, how to cook. Like it's, I and think that's, it. yeah. And there's a common misconception too, that kids that are homeschooled are socially awkward. Or they don't, <laughs> yeah. they don't get to interact. So they do jujitsu two or three times a week. Um, they're members of homeschool groups. So there's with, there's what, 12 other kids in that group. Sometimes. Yeah. Varies. So a couple, of all different ages, like, all different ages oh, so perfect. with kids that are anywhere from six all the way up to 16. And it's like, what in in real life are you just stuck in a room with kids your exact or people your exact same age and only get to interact with them and kids one year older with you than you you don't associate with them they stay in yeah. a different like no that's not how life works having our kids having a conversation with a grown-up the grown-up uh, at the end the grown-up's always like wow that kids yeah well spoken we get that all the time actually kids yeah. are like your child is really good at talking to adults and i was like well thank He's good you at talking like, to everyone yeah <laughs> So, so they're, they're, it's like, they're more well-adapted, not less well-adapted. It's, yeah, that's so true. It's such a, again, just another flip, 180 yeah. degree mindset shift, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Because even in nature, like <laughs> the animals don't block out into groups and, you know, right. of little pups and learn yeah. in that site. No, it's, they are with the pack with the, exactly. yeah, yeah, it just is crazy to think that 
this system works. Oh man, it's just, it's so mind blowing. Just where you look, everywhere you look. Everywhere you look, exactly. And one of the things we've been blessed with too, with this unschooling, we have, we've met a lady, she's in her seventies and she does artwork with the kids. And I'm not, I'm not an artist. Like Tanya is a beautiful artist. I'm not an artist (laughs) and I'm okay with crafts, but she like comes up with these great little art projects for the kids to do. And it's, it's, they love her. They just adore her and she's 70 and she loves them. Like it fills their bucket. It fills her bucket bucket and they wouldn't get that opportunity as much being nice. in the no. school system because we meet her during the week and she either comes here or we go to her house and mm-hmm. it's really special and I think if like just connecting with more people like that is like mm-hmm. it's beautiful yeah. absolutely it's beautiful. and there's so much that the elderly can offer us oh, like totally. it's just we we moved away from that it always used to be where you learned from your elders yeah. So what a, what a blessing that is. Totally. Yeah. 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 The I elders think, are filled with wisdom. Oh, really absolutely. I kind of wanted to ask you about TV and computers. Like obviously they are, they're allowing us to do this conversation right now, you know, yeah. the technology and computers and, and there's definitely a place for them, but um, is there a time where you guys just need to unplug yeah, I just have this built in. I always have this built in hate for technology. I I am terrible with computers. I don't really know how to use them and I don't have any desire to learn how to use them. Um, I've always kind of had this hate on for <laughs> electromagnetic frequencies in general. Right. Jamie's yeah. a self-proclaimed. Um, what do you call yourself? Caveman. Caveman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, I'm his tech support, which is really sad because I'm not. <laughs> um but yeah we the kids they do get some screen time um we're not we're not big into video games although if you listen to like the dana martin book she's she she lets her kids basically dictate what they want and when they want it and and it's it kind of rolls but when you're unschooling, you got to figure out what works for you and your family as well. Yeah, right? for sure. That's one yeah. aspect that I couldn't get behind. I, yeah. I like I wouldn't give my kids the remote and have, uh, allow them to have free reign to as much TV and whatever TV that they wanted. Absolutely not. I mean, you we give put, a kid a cell phone, they've yeah. got access to anything they want to see. They could you walk away, they could be watching porn in two minutes. You have no yeah, idea. Yeah, it's like, pretty right. crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. In regard to that, um, there are a couple programs I use with to supplement for reading and and math that is helping the kids. And those are very helpful. They're they're great. They can they're they're learning games and they're getting them to to do things in, in that way. So they, mm-hmm. they do that every day for like 20 minutes. Um and right now we're letting them watch a movie so we we can record the podcast. But as soon as we go out, we're gonna be like, okay, TV's up for the day, so let's let's do something different. So and during the week, um, I try really hard to we try to do no screens during the week sometimes yeah. we cave sometimes we we let in a little bit of um we, when i say no video games i mean like no like fortnite and call of duty and like all that like online gaming where yeah. they're like uh-huh. we do have a nintendo we, wii we that just we got, got mario brothers like this is their first they're they're very excited about mario brothers but that <laughs> it's not connected to any internet or anything like that yeah it's just yeah mario. Oh, so I love it. The classic. We're, we're like old school, like, like stuff from the, the, I know Wii's not from the nineties, but the Mario brothers is, yeah. is yeah. 
So. Yeah. So, yeah. and we are up in the boonies, so we have to have satellite internet, but we unplug the, unplug the modem when we're not using it. We have right. good time. We're, 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 okay. We need Wi-Fi for an hour. We plug it in. I'm, I'm really trying to do it in a way where like, it's not, we're not being super pushy about it too. Like it's kind of having a discussion with them why we're doing this so that it's mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. And I was just saying this to Jamie the other day. Like I remember in high school, we had, I had a really good friends of mine that their dad would, he was very um, religious and he'd come in and he was mad about something we were doing or type of music we were listening to. I think it was like Alanis Morissette. And he like mm-hmm. threw a Bible at us. He's like, you guys should be doing this, reading this and then walking away. And we're like, whoa, like yeah. that was not cool. Yeah. And so I don't want to be that parent where it's like, no, TV's off. No, no, yeah. this, no, this, like it's, it's got to come from a place of love and, and explaining to them why. And some context. Yeah. 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 You always have to explain the reason why to your kids. I mean, they're smart little creatures that we love you don't want to just they need to know why you're doing what you're doing yeah Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and it's that's good for us too like like it's it's I get addicted to it because I like I'm like I need to answer things I need to do things and it's it's Mm -hmm. just nice to unplug and and remember that life isn't all about online you have a life right yeah what's right in front of you freak out and start running around in circles if the internet got unplugged like that's all you ever do yeah Mm. what are you guys excited about what are your plans for the podcast and and yeah just in general let's let's talk about the podcast what's the future plans or you got some exciting guests lined up um carrying on yeah, we're carrying on. We're actually going to, we're, we're being very particular about who we're having on. Cause we're, we're, we're only going to do two a month. Now we were trying to do like four a month and mm-hmm. we, we, our life is just a little too busy for that. Yeah. And, uh, it was pulling us in too many directions. Um, but we're really excited about gardening this year. Yeah, definitely. Oh, like yeah. I guess we've had on Matt Roche, his name is, I think we've had him on four times now, three or four. Three times. Three times. Yeah. And I can't wait to have him on again. He's taught us about electroculture. Have you ever heard about electroculture? No. Oh my God. It's so it's the most fascinating mm-hmm. rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah, you should go down this one, Tanya, for sure. So it's using. I recommend listening to that episode. Yeah, listen to the episode do with Matt. It's we hardly like, talk on it. We're just like like listening to him so he's closely. Great. So it's basically growing your garden using the magnetic uh, ley lines in the earth, using uh, copper and using magnetism, and it's unreal. Oh. So oh my goodness. Yeah. People are yielding like 10 times, like hundred pound pumpkins with uh, zero fertilizers. So what you do, we've got videos, I think on our Instagram. Yeah, I've got, we've got videos on our Instagram. So, so in your okay. garden, Check it out. you take I'll a send compass, them to you. go exactly cool. north to south, find yeah. it in the south ley line, dig a hole that's about eight inches deep and you bury a no, column. it was deeper than that, like 20. No, no, it wasn't 20 inches. We've got it all. We've got all the information on, a, on, on and we've got the, no copper in our garden too so so and then there's a guy called Lakovsky, and uh he was using copper coils to heal everything and to make everything grow so what you do is you take a copper coil and you wrap it and you don't let the ends touch they they go like this energy enters the copper field and when you combine that with magnetism it just brings tons of energy in so you bury this stuff oh, in your wow. garden from north to south 
and it just brings in insane energy from the earth from everywhere and uh you your gardens grow as if you'd just been dumping thousands of pounds of fertilizer on them every day it's insane oh man that is wild organic and all natural and all everything and you use pyramids and you use vortexes and you use all sorts of different things to enhance the energy coming into the garden but it's all like proven and real stuff it's it's, oh that that sounds fascinating and of course you're utilizing what what's already here like it makes perfect sense doesn't it yeah oh wow i'm so gonna listen to that episode yeah and like Dr. Hammer, this guy got totally ridiculed, Lukowski. Um, I don't know, I don't remember which country he was in, in Europe somewhere. Mm. And he took it to the to the higher ups and mm. they basically squashed him. They're like, no, we just exactly. like fertilizer deals. We've got yeah. fertilizer is is the way going forward. So So not only does it like and we all know what fertilizer does to the soil, it kills it, it ruins it. Depletes this, it. This uh, electroculture brings life back to the soil. It replenishes the yeah. earth. So if everybody did it, it would just revitalize the earth. Yeah. And you oh, get man. tons and tons and tons of food, like and tons of food. They said the the first year you implement it might not be hugely successful, but come like second, third, fourth year, because it takes a little while to get that energy all going because we put it in last year. And mm-hmm. unfortunately our garden last year, we really neglected it because we were finishing building our house and we weren't living here where our garden is. And it was, we didn't weed nothing. Yeah, it was... So it was, it, it, it produced, but it wasn't um, a huge producing year. So this year we're really excited to implement a little bit more and then we'll yeah. be right here. Like our garden's right there. We can just walk out and go into it every morning so yeah Yeah. oh that's so lovely that is so exciting yeah Yeah. no wonder and also like we I finally finished building our house a few months ago so we're living here now and uh I'm super excited about finishing developing the land out there we got acres we got lots of lots of stuff to do lots of fun to have with a tractor so I'm excited oh so good well I'm I'll be keeping in touch with you guys and yeah just seeing how things are going and I look forward to listening to this well, I always loved the episodes. I haven't listened to this one though at all. So I'm oh, it's, yeah. it's yeah. so yeah. fascinating. I love it. It's one of cool. the things that makes me excited. It's hidden, it's knowledge that has been stripped from us again. Like it's yeah. I don't know if you know about Tartaria and like uh you know the hidden hidden history of all that stuff, but it's like we, it's we it's, mention it in the oh, podcast. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like ancient Egypt, just the knowledge that was there that mm-hmm. they say is forgotten, but really has been suppressed. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like so many things just is endless, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, these characters, these elite characters came in and just decided how to use petrochemicals and oil and everything to just make a profit and ruin everything natural. Yeah. But then there's well, people this is... like you and us that are, you know, trying to get that yeah. information out there. So yeah. thank you, Tanya. Thank you yeah. so much for everything you're doing and that you're offering to the world too. I love listening to all your podcasts and like eating up any GNM or um, GHK information I can get my hands on. It is all fascinating. Well, we're all doing doing what we can anyway, and I love yeah. that we we get to learn from each other. This is this is what life is about. It's it's connecting and and learning what we can from others. So helping sure. each other. So thank you guys so much for um, taking the time to come on. It's been so nice, and I look forward to doing this again in the future. Like yeah. in a in a little while, and see how the gardening season was for you guys. And yeah, yeah we got. Okay, awesome. cool. Well, thanks for yeah. the opportunity. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Thank you guys so very yeah. much. Thanks, Take care. Man. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into this episode. If you found some value in it, please consider subscribing and leave an honest review in iTunes. 
I'd love to help get this information out to more people and go ahead and share it with a friend. You can reach and connect with me at tanyaverquin.ca or on the socials at tanyaverquin.